Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, you're about to listen to Richard Haynes' Leicester Square Theatre Podcast, which is sponsored this week and produced by GoFasterStripe.com. It's a fantastic website where you can buy DVDs by Sean Hughes, Miles Jupp, Simon Munnery, John Cage. I think Stuart Lee's involved in that one. Stuart Lee, Robin Ince, and loads of other people. And at this moment, they're having an insane sale. Chris Evans, not that one who runs Go Faster Stripe, has literally become mentally ill. It's quite sad, but because he lives in Cardiff, nobody has noticed the difference. It's very, it's very it's tragic, really. He should be helped. But don't go to the website because he, he has gone mad and he has a sale on. Uh, and you can buy a lot of my previous shows on DVD. Uh, ridiculously low prices. You can buy The Headmaster's Son, usually £15. Now just £6. What's going on? You can buy Oh Fuck I'm 40. It used to be £15. Now it's just £6. What? 
You're eating me out of house and home, Chris Evans. What are you doing? You can buy Menage Un and uh, the 12 Tasks of Hercules Terrace. Those are just £4, as is Collings and Herring, The Best of Earth, Wind and Fire. Usually £12. Today, it's just £4. Uh, and there are lots of others from Baba Brinkman, the actor Kevin Eldon, Simon Munnery. There's a film called Peacock Season, Robin Ince and Lucy Porter. And I think the Talking Cock book is also going on there. He's gone nuts. What's happening? Go to www.gofasterstripe.com slash sale for all these bargains and don't buy anything because I need the proper money. So, or you could buy just regular DVDs at full price uh, from gofasterstripe.com. Now let's enjoy this week's podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who isn't even the go-to guy when they're looking for someone with his face. It's Richard Herring! I can tell already you're much better than last week's audience. I can tell that already. So I can tell just from the start. Uh, this is Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. But someone just came up to me just backstage and said, you know what I call it now instead of Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast? I call it Rehalestapa. <laughs> oh, it's, it's catching on. Uh, and uh, let's have a quick uh, chat to the audience. We, uh, our guest this week has to dash off to do a proper gig. So look at this man looking down at the floor. That's what he's looking. So if I leave thinking, if I look down, Rich won't pick on me. That is my. If I act like a kind of what's it? What's that animal that puts its head in the sand? Oh, I was going to want to say stork. Thanks, Andy. You're really helping. I'm, I don't know, I'm acting like a stork. That's why. That's. I'm going to make some margarine down here. No, no one. What's What's your name? Uh, Pardon? Tao, like the. Well, like the uh, Irish crisps. I know there's a Tato. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> the first, when I went to, uh, but, uh, I was going to say Berlin, I'm really fucked. I don't know what's wrong with me. When I went to Belfast uh, last weekend, the first thing you see when you get off the plane is a uh, vending machine saying Tato on it. Thinking, Welcome to Ireland. Have a potato. Tao. That's nice. What do you, that's like, is, are you uh, the child of hippies? Yes, yes, I got that. And but you now work in computers. What's that? Yeah, what's that? What's that? What's that? How did that happen? Is that rebelling against? Yeah, you were rebelling. I'm like a psychic, aren't I? It's amazing. You're thinking you've not been before. How's he doing this? It's just that's what every that's everyone who comes. So what, what, what do you do with computers? It. You're a business analyst, which is IT, and it? it's the same, same thing. What's the best business you have ever analysed? <laughs> and what was it bet good compared to? It's a hard question. What's the most exciting thing that's happened to you this week? Um, I got lost in Putney and had to spend an evening in a hotel. You got lost in Putney and had to spend an evening in a hotel? <laughs> is that what he told you? Is that what he told you now? <laughs> <laughs> and then a man jumped on me and bit me all over me and scratched me and ravaged my penis so it looks like a little nub. Uh, well, how did you... You're lost in Putney. You could just say, where am I and how do I get to the tube? The you missed the train. So there's buses from Putney or a cab. It's not like, oh, you could just walk over the bridge. I, was, I run down Putney. You know, part of um, the film Sliding Doors is filmed in Putney. <laughs> When you look at it now, it's the when they drive, they, there's rowing. He's a rower I'd forgotten. I just watched Sliding Doors uh, last weekend again <laughs> to, to punish myself. And uh, 
I'd forgotten that uh, the guy, as well as reciting Monty Python sketches, which would mean you'd never get a girlfriend, he's also a rower, which means you would never get a girlfriend. And he's not, he doesn't look like a rower. Anyway, that's, look out for that next time you're in. Are you going to go back to Putney or are you scared? Where did you stay? What, whereabouts in Putney did you stay? You got to Earl's Court. <laughs> then you're all right. Well, I'll never get back to civilization tonight. From here. Were you very drunk? Is that what was happening? You were a bit drunk. And what's, what's your name? You seem nervous as well. That's, and you haven't learned that that's what I pick. I pick up on that. It's like, what's your name? Nick. And you with Teo? You, are you married to him? No, don't do, don't get married. He can't even get find his way out of Putney. Uh, so, what do you do for a living? I work in you work in construction. <laughs> I'm I'm astonished. I also thought of something so appalling to say uh, that I, <laughs> I really it was terrible. It was genuinely awful. I thought, and I nearly said it. And then I thought, thank God I didn't say that. Do you actually do building yourself, or do you design buildings, or do you just order the bricks? <laughs> is that what you do? <laughs> okay, that's good to know. I, th- I was excited. I thought you were like a builder. Have you done any? Have you ever built a thing? If I had some bricks and said, "Could you make a wall? Could you do that?" Yeah, yeah that's, well, that's good enough for me because I can't. You wouldn't sit on it. Well, I didn't, I'm not going to sit on it. It's a wall. I don't think I am. <laughs> not. I'm not Humpty Dumpty, am I? I'm a, a human being. I'm not an egg. I said egg. So um. Let's crack on, because uh, uh, our next guest has to go off, as I said, do a proper gig. He's a proper working comedian. Uh, you may have seen him. He is best known for his appearance on Spicks and Specs. He's also been on Spicks. <laughs> like our last week's guest, he's been on Spicks and Specs, and we didn't talk about that last week. So you are assuming, and actually what he said, uh, Brendan Burns, you would assume he was a disabled. But I don't think Spicks and Specs has anything to do with that. Will you please welcome the amazing James Acaster, ladies and gentlemen. James Acaster, come on in. Here he is. Sit down. Uh, pick up a pick up a microphone. Thank you. Uh, if you want to find out about uh, the badminton match that James has just paid, you'll have to pay a pound a month to watch it. It's really good. It was really amazing. What is Spick, you liked it. What, what is uh, Spicks and Specs? Is because that's what you're best known for. But yeah. people will want to know what it is. Uh, Spicks and Specs <laughs> is an Australian panel show oh. about music, um, where you're encouraged by the producers not to be. I quote, all mean like on buzzcocks. <laughs> <laughs> they're very anti, never mind the buzzcocks on Spicks and Specs. Yeah, they're like, so mean on buzzcocks, they're so bullying. <laughs> Everyone's bullies on it. And don't be a bully, yeah. just be nice and be supportive. And then you kind of sit there as an English comic going, I don't know why they think I'm going to be bullying and stuff. And then you listen to everyone else on the panel being nice and you think, are oh, these soft bastards? <laughs> <laughs> you genuinely get a, bit, a little bit like, so, why do you, are you just have to so go? I really like all music and all yeah. musicians. It's really weird how, like, suddenly you, you kind of say stuff something positive. Yeah, as a compliment to someone, and everyone in the audience laughs. And you go, "What are you laughing at? You're all looking worse than me." If you think that's funny, <laughs> thinking me saying, "Well, oh, you're a really good song." <laughs> it's not. It doesn't make me feel good if I'm written that song. Someone said good song, and everyone laughed. <laughs> so, oh, it's weird. So you just come across as sarcastic, is that what you're saying? Well, they, yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, I, I do anyway. Yeah, so I think that's, do, the, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. You do a little bit. So yeah. you uh, you were out in Australia in the spring like, yeah. this year, yeah. where you did you win and you won because this is unusual for you. 
You actually won the award. I didn't. I didn't win. Oh, anything. did you not? I won something in New Zealand. Oh, that's well, that's uh, yeah, yeah. count, does it? That was the, yeah. yeah. Melbourne didn't, didn't no. even get nominated. Didn't it, was, it was weird. It's weird. <laughs> weird feeling. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like it. Because you've been nominated three times in a row for the Edinburgh Comedy Award, whatever they call that now. Yeah. I think they've called it the Richard Herring Award. Just they do out of call respect, it that. Out of respect for unofficially, for they I've call done. it that. Yeah. They go uh, every year. They go yeah. well done in the Herrings again. <laughs> uh, and now Murray was nominated three times for the, that award in a row, and then I think won it the fourth time. He did, yes. So is it, you're hoping that next year will be your year? No, no. I think I would be insane to wish that on myself again. <laughs> you, uh, you have. I mean, it's, it's it's fine. It's nice now to be able to go. Yeah, three times in a row, but. It's a hellish month of everyone going, is it this year? Is it gonna, are you going to do it this year? And you're going, I haven't entered anything. I've come here with a show to do my show to people because I think it's funny. And then everyone's like, oh. like at the end of this fringe, um, the Times, uh, oh, I'll say Alex Hardy for the Times, uh, just uh, put me on the front cover of the Times magazine uh, as a sad clown, which was a photo that existed anyway. Yeah, well, you but, walked into that one. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That photo Shit, to obviously, you know, anything you do, you've always got to think about how journalists are going to use it to crap on you. But, like, <laughs> I uh, had a picture of me as a sad clown. I just put it as the main photo on the front cover of the Times magazine with better luck next year. <laughs> across it. And you're going, that wasn't... You know, she was on the panel as well. Yeah. And you're like, that's not... I didn't enter... This isn't me going, I'm going to win, everyone, and announce it and going, watch this, I'm going to win it and then go in there you go oh I think this show's funny I hope people think it's funny and come and see it I'm trying to get better as a comedian and, uh, and then they go she goes no try again next year you go what three times in a row I can't try again if you ever kill yourself whilst dressed as a clown they're going to use that picture they'll use it that is, that, they will love it so much they'll be great go look instead of a picture of him looking sad there's a picture of him dressed as a clown it's like, brilliant double whammy better luck next life <laughs> Unlucky mate. <laughs> so I, you know, I saw you on. I was talking about this backstage, but I saw you uh, on Mock the Week last week. Was that mm. your first time on Mock the it Week? It was, yeah, first time. It's just, on it was a very confident debut. I Thank thought. you. It was very, uh, and I thought it was quite. I don't really watch Mock the Week very often, and I only cha- yeah. I, I only chanced across it. Uh, and um, it's, I, it's, it was quite interesting. So there was like three new, and I'd say newer comics, but kind of established on yeah. the cir- stand-up circuit, but newer to TV. So it was you and Josh Widdicombe and Sarah Pascoe. Yeah. And then there was the old guard. Sure. And it seemed, it was, felt to me like there was a sort of slight, was there a tension in the studio between the, between the different, the older comedians and the younger comedians? Because it felt to me, watching it, mm-hmm. that the, I'll say this because I know all of them, the older comedians were doing quite hack and obvious jokes and then the young comedians were coming in and doing their good stuff and the older comedians like going, oh fuck. They're gonna they're gonna replace us with these with these people who can actually do proper jokes that aren't just work to a formula. Is that how it felt to you in the studio? <laughs> what do you want me to say to that? Genuinely, it did not yeah. feel like that no. in the studio at all. Um, I uh, felt like a kid on his first day of school. They're very uh, mock the week because there's a lot of like, you know, you start off here, then you go over there and you do a bit of stand-up and then you come back and then this happens. So there's a run-through in the daytime where I felt like a little kid who was just there for the first time. Yeah. Looking at there's, his... a run, there's a run-through? Yeah, I thought, was... I thought the whole thing was just ad-libbed. From yeah, well, it is all improvised. Okay. But um, I was just kind of like... Also, I felt like the worst kind of kid on a first day at school because I knew 
Josh and Sarah. So I think if you know, if you go to a different school, do you know someone? You kind of glum onto them all day, just like. Ah. And I felt like that. I was like in the run through, looking over at those guys, like. And uh, <laughs> and uh, so I looked even even lamer. And everyone was very nice and welcoming. And I, I, I know Ed Byrne anyway. He's always yeah. been like, nice to me. And, and uh, the other guys, I'd never met them before. It was great. So I felt it is the most I've enjoyed. I think doing a panel show, and I've enjoyed a lot of them. But like that one. Because you're, you're all comics and you're in a little semicircle as well. You're not at opposite ends of the room. And I thought, because of like, you know, um, and they know it's got this reputation as well because they say it to you as soon as you go there. Like, yeah. you, you heard it's really competitive and really alpha male and all this. And actually, it was the least like that I've, yeah. ever, I've ever done of anything. It was just I really don't think it's, I think it's changed because I, I, I so. actually stopped watching because I, I didn't like it. It was too, yeah. I just didn't like that alpha male-esque thing that happens backstage at a lot of, all yeah. used to at comedy clubs that everyone's trying to outdo each other yeah. and now it seems a lot more accepting to be fair I am being it's like you were doing you did a very good bit of observational comedy about um, uh, cheese grater it was very good uh, and it just kept on a bit cut to like thank you very much for it, it watching cut to, cut to Hugh Dennis going and <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it just made me think he's thinking ah oh, fuck is there he can do like proper comedy it was, it was, it was nice it was, uh, and also I think like you know obviously on the record, everyone seems to be having as good a one as anyone else. Yeah. And it is just, I think, it's just that now they're mixing up the genres of comedy a bit. Yeah. So you will watch it and go, those three, make it, those three look stupid. <laughs> you know, but someone else will be watching it going, these three new kids are a bunch of shit. And I, I like the old guys. So it's like, it's a bit more of a mixture, which allows you to find your place in that world. Yeah, yeah. And do it, and, and just go. Where do I fit in here? No, of course, you and know. it is good. And with in all seriousness, I mean, I think that it, it's because it, it's the problem with a lot. The lot of these panel shows have existed for a long time, and there's yeah. a lot of people with their feet comfortably under the desk, and you know, don't have to try as hard. So new people will come on and try hard, and, and mm. it'll be. Uh, it just sh- shows with something like that that you don't necessarily even have to have the reg. You know, I'm not saying Andy Parsons and Hugh Dennis should never be on it again, mm. but um, <laughs> not saying that, but. If they were on every other yeah. week, then it wouldn't. It's a lot. Of, it's difficult to go in every week and do, you know, to do that stuff. You could, yeah. if you were in every week, you would go. Oh, I've used up my cheese grater yeah, routine I, I, now. I I'll have to do the apple and the orchard one. And yeah, I'll, I'll have just to do the apricot. Slowly one. burn through <laughs> until I'm doing just like yeah, Yoko Ono material that I thought I'd never do on TV. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it would be quite hard. And like, I mean, you know, like the stand-up round was just me and Josh. Yeah, and it used to be there was six of them all going up and doing a bit of stand-up. And, now, and this is weird to have just me and my mate, who three years ago we did a free fringe show together that no one came to. He was there going, ah, this is fun. But, um, but yeah, there was no... So I think, yeah, there's, there's less of that going on yeah. now. Cool. And you have been... We talked about... Uh, Jay-Z Long was on, and we talked about oh. a car crash that she had, which yeah. you, were, you were in. Responsible for. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to... Oh, so I was driving. <laughs> But you've had, uh, you've had, have you had three car crashes? Three car crashes that yeah. people should have died in, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, were they all your responsibility? All of them were my fault, yeah. All of them was me. I fucked up and, uh, yeah. Where did the Josie Long car crash come in the triumvirate? Third. It was the third uh, one. Each one got worse than the one before <laughs> it. Um, to the point where, like, yeah, the one with Josie, I remember just standing on the side of the road just going, oh, I've really got to stop driving because, like... <laughs> 
that car is buried in logs and uh, there's a log lorry there that's upturned and that, that, the, the driver of that lorry was very he was the only person who's ever got angry at me as well <laughs> after the, the other car crashes they've, or the other times I've uh, made people crash they've all been quite nice to me but like that one the guy kind of he got out and he couldn't, couldn't get to me because there was a sea of logs in between <laughs> me and him so he just did a very clever trick where he just went are you okay guys which one's the driver and I went oh it's, it's me and he was like you're a fucking cunt mate and I was like oh, oh, oh. I walked into that so bad and, then, and, then, and obviously Josie was there going that's not very nice is it <laughs> kind of like, I'll be nice to him uh, so you tried to drive yeah. that was you tried to overtake quite a long log lorry yeah uh, and there wasn't room to do it and you had to sort of pull into the log lorry yeah well um, which then dragged you but, by the time yeah by the time we got to, a, to the corner we still hadn't overtaken the lorry and four cars came around the corner head on with us so I had to steer in between the cars and the lorry and the car at the front of that went into a ditch and um, I remember being by the side of the road and seeing a man coming out of the car and they gave him a Zimmer frame and then he was losing that to walk and I was like oh Jesus and then then a a policeman went don't worry you already needed that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which you could sort of assume great, from the fact I mean, that he had the Zimmer frame. Yeah, but for, you know, in your head at the time <laughs> when you're in shock. I'm glad I've got glad I put that Zimmer frame yeah. in the car in case of accidents yeah. being crippled. I was in a weird position where yeah. I was like, oh good, I'm glad that all I did was make a disabled man crash his car. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, no, no harm done. <laughs> If you could all come to the accident pre-injured, it would make me feel a lot better. At what point after the car crash with Josie did you say, who's going to do the routine about this car crash? How long was it? pretty much. I didn't say anything. I thought, I'm never going to do this as as comedy material. And then we we were literally in the car on the way back from the crash. And she went, can I do this? Yeah, if you want, you psycho. Yeah. But, yeah, and, and then... On my way home from that car crash, <laughs> I, I, I got in a train to go back to Kettering and um, my train nearly derailed because <laughs> it, it hit a falling log. <laughs> That's what happened. And, and it rolled down the hill. Yeah, yeah. From, it was it? like it had just been rolling ever since the crash and then our train... But when, it's, when the train started to derail, when the train nearly derailed, it started shaking and I knew it was nearly derailing because I'd been in a train that's derailed before. <laughs> When me and me and, me and Josh Whittacombe were uh, on a train to Leicester, and and our our train, the wheels just dropped out the train, just <laughs> fell out, fell off the train, and the whole train just went onto the ground. And for about five minutes, was just going really fast on the ground. So that all these stones and rocks were arching over the train and smashing the windows, and then it stopped. And then we were delayed for five hours because we were waiting for a rescue train. And then the rescue train got there at night, so they had to go to the fire brigade. And then that took another hour. And then the fire brigade and the rescue train people argued about what side of the train to evacuate us on. That was another hour. And it's awful. And I remember getting on the rescue train and seeing a guy go to... Um, we got on and then we were told the buffet was free on the rescue train. It was free. So uh, I saw a guy go on and his wife was right at the end of the carriage and he went on and he, he got a free Stella. And then he turned around to his wife and pointed at it and went, yeah! Like, it's like, mate, it was not worth it. Your whole day's ruined. He's like, free booze! I told you! I love rescue trains. <laughs> and what were the other two, were the other two car crashes... 
Did it, no, no one's died in any of these. No fatalities, no injuries. Right. Uh, apart from the pre-injured. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the, second, the second car crash I had... The first car crash was eight days after I passed my driving test. Yeah. And uh, I, my parents' Ford Fiestas went too fast around a corner on some back roads and just, like, pinballed it against a, a hedge for a bit until yeah. it didn't work anymore. Um, and... Um, I was balancing on two wheels at one point during that, the two right wheels, and just doing that, and kind of going, I know that if this car rolls, I'm going to break my neck, because it's a Ford Fiesta. I was just getting ready for, well, it's going to go that way, and I'm going to die. And then it went back on four wheels again. I was very relieved. Um, And then the second time was the first car, the only car I've ever owned, and it was when I was in a band, and we had our very last gig, which was in North Yorkshire. We had a very long drive home, and about 20 minutes from home on a dual carriageway, I fell asleep and smashed, smashed into a lorry uh, going at 80 miles an hour. Zero fatalities. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that one, that one was pretty bad as well. That yeah. one was like no front and back to the car at the end and all the windows exploded and we lost our bongo. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty gutting. So you're sort of j- uh, Frank Spencer but yeah. uncharmed though as well. It's like yeah, final destination kind yeah. of, yeah. Yeah, no, no one dies. No one dies. Yeah, Final Destination people die, don't they? Yeah, they, well, they do, but that might, if it's Final Destination, they might start dying in the order they should have died. In yeah. The Though, to be fair, it would only be the first car you crashed, so that would be the case, which would be you. Me? Oh, and, because... there were, sorry, there was actually two other people oh, eventually they're... involved in that, when there's like, yeah, I was, my car stopped in the middle of the road, yeah. and two cars were coming very fast, one towards me, one behind me, okay. and then they both saw me at the last minute, went to overtake and hit each other. <laughs> Why well, are you working. allowed to drive again? I'm, I'm not Was letting not, myself drive anymore. Is there not a point when you, you know, said, do you want to drive on the tour? You went, no, I, I well, won't. I thought for that I one. I do that. Now I say no. Yeah. But for that one, I was like, oh, I've, cr- I've only crashed twice. <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to crash again. So, of average. Yeah, it'd be fine. I probably won't crash. And the weird thing is, is that when I'm not crashing, I'm very safe. <laughs> Like, I'm a really safe driver, and very cautious and careful, so I didn't really think... Oh, it'll have, and, and also, it was annoying, because it, it was the first time I'd driven since the last time I'd crashed was Josie's tour, because my insurance had gone back to normal by then. Right. You had to, like, wait three years. Here's a little trick you can do. Uh, when you do write your car, just don't drive yeah. for three years, well, and it goes back know, to normal. Yeah, I really know all the loopholes, so... <laughs> So it was really annoying. And then I was like, yeah, okay, I should stop because every time I've attempted to drive for a bit, it's ended in this. Let's so <laughs> leave it now. It'd be, nice to, but, you know, it'd be nice to do one where someone died, though, wouldn't it? Just, just once. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's just I always think that's, that's why I like driving. If I did do one and anyone got injured or died, that feels bad enough as it is, I guess. But let alone when you kind of go, you have to answer the people going... Have you ever had anything like this happen to you before? Yeah, I've had about three warning shots before this. <laughs> and then I just decided to carry on anyway, and I killed that guy. Oh, it could have been avoided very much so. <laughs> but I don't want to get on trains, because they're not very safe either. So, was... so you uh, worked at uh, Wicksteed Park, is that yes, right? Yes, sir, yes. Is that, is that in Kettering? That is in Kettering. It's, um, I, don't, I don't really know Wicksteed Park. One of the Park. country's first theme parks. Oh, is it? Um, roller coasters. I, I was on um, drinks and ice creams. Okay. I was just on uh, in the oak tree. Well, they don't want to let you near the roller coaster for guys. <laughs> Driving that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Cassie, you've got a pretty good sense of direction. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> no, um, yeah, so I, I was doing... 
I, I just drink fizzy drinks and eat ice creams all day. Right. I, I was, it was very quiet when I worked there. I was in the off season, yeah. and uh, there was two hatches, one for ice creams, one for drinks. And I would there was ice blasts, which are like fizzy slush puppies, yeah. and then the actual fizzy drinks. So I spent all day mixing them to see what would, what the combo was the best. And I'd go onto the ice creams and uh, just, just eat ice cream all the time. <laughs> and I, I don't know how I've not got diabetes. It's ridiculous. But, um, yeah, it was, that was my first job, £3 an hour. That's not bad. It was pretty bad. <laughs> but, you do 10 hours, 30 quid. Yeah, sure. That's good maths. <laughs> Excellent maths there. Um, I should have, yeah. I didn't work that out at the time. But, um, yeah. It's me, Sanj and Chen. I remember my first day there thinking that that's when I really... You know you think... I don't know about you, but my whole life I was like, I am going to do something creative. There's no way I'm going to do a normal job. Yeah. And I had that in my head all the time. So I put off getting a proper job for as long as I could. My mum made me get the Wixley Park job. And she said, it, it would be fun, you'll enjoy it. So I've been so silly <laughs> about like what I wanted to do other stuff. I'm like, fine. I went, and the first day, Chetting showed me around the, uh, the oak tree. And we got to the uh, hot drinks machine... And he went, uh, so you put like tea in there and coffee. And this is the hot chocolate powder. It comes in a packet and you open it up. At one time, right, I opened it up and all the hot chocolate puffed in my face. And then later on, I sneezed. It tasted like chocolate. <laughs> I remember thinking, I do not want a normal job. I can't, <laughs> I can't become like that. If that becomes my main story, <laughs> that I tell people at this time I sneezed and it tasted like chocolate. <laughs> I kill myself. I, 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 I can't do it. So yeah, it was. It was really, really pushed me to. That is the kind of. Well, sometimes when we watch old Bullseyes or stuff like that, those yeah. kind of quiz shows where they ask people about, you know, they have one funny story, and it is yeah. something like that, and you kind of think, "Fuck, that yeah, is your, that is the. I can't. That's the it. only story you have from your entire life. Yeah. I mean, if you go on, they won't be able to do the quiz. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Just going through the accidents. Well, let me tell been. you a funny story, Jim. <laughs> You were born in 1985. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Yeah, I was. Who just made a sound I there? I could have had sex by then. He's I shaking his done. head. I could be Here's your dad. Here's the thing, right? I don't, get, I, I don't understand. Uh, it's the thing, isn't it? Every time you, you say when people were born, it's like, oh, God, he was born in... As if you didn't know people were born in 1985. <laughs> That's a thing, mate. Everyone, it's not a year in history where it was like, everyone take a break for a year. If you're pregnant, hold it in. <laughs> just feels like to me and that elderly gentleman there sure just deal with it mate anyone born in 1985 would be about six now yeah that's what it feels like so if you be sitting here probably 17 years old yeah it's making like no one can do maths in this audience yeah they can't they're 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 actually going oh he must be he's 17 he must be 17 he's born in 1985 yeah he's 17 sitting here all pubed up in front of you it's terrifying I had I didn't have sex till uh, 1987. Oh really? So you know you. I remember those first two years of my life were very dull and boring, and then (laughs) the world changed. I was, was two. Everyone of, seemed happier. There was a crossover where we were both virgins, and that, yeah. that, is, that is something that should not have happened <laughs> in any. We had, any we had so much in common those first two years. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of sex, uh, I have been to uh, the Britcom Dirty Britcom Confessions website. Have you seen this website? I know of this website. You know, yeah. Oh Brend- Jesus. Brendan Burns not on it. Not I mean, on not, it. Not even. He's not British, but there's a non-British section. Yeah. No one wants to have sex, despite his really? claims that he looks like Matthew Broderick <laughs> uh, uh, and that he used to be really sexy. Nobody. I mean, and I tell you, there yeah. are some right. Ugly cases. There's on some there. real we surprises to, on that website. Are. Yeah, 
you, there, there's a couple that aren't there aren't too many for you, but this is the this is the main one for you. <laughs> I should think not. I'd like nothing more. I'd like nothing more. Nothing. This is the person's number one thing they would like in life, <laughs> in the yeah. whole of their life, than to go shopping for jumpers with James A. Kessler. <laughs> This is a dirty confession, this, is it? This is a dirty, it gets dirty towards the end. Yeah. And then wrap ourselves in knitwear and cuddle up to watch stupid movies all night. Yep. And then I'd like to fuck him. <laughs> Sounds that's, about right. That's what he's building up. That's to. what I'd do. I, yeah. I want to go shopping for jumpers together. <laughs> yeah. Which is not, not, not my idea of yeah. a good time. And then snuggle up in knitwear. Is that yeah. like we're both wearing jumpers or we've made a little nest of jumpers and we're just all cocooned in there? I don't know. I guess it's up to you to iron that out with the, t- the person yeah. you're doing yeah she's the one making the I should bet get or to call he, the shots don't. it could be a he could be a he who knows but they'd like to fuck me yeah yeah could be a he yeah I, I hope so I hope so well do you know what I have a weird to... thing that whenever like I meet a, a gay man who, yeah. uh, who says he fancies me I just feel great okay I just I almost feel like I'm even more liberal yeah because gay men fancy me. <laughs> they haven't looked at you and discounted you as, as yeah. if you're a... That man's clearly homophobic and wouldn't yeah. have sex with me. Unless yeah. that's the turn on, but like, you yeah, know... Some of them like that. Um, yeah, some of them, some of them <laughs> do, don't they? Some of them love it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I always, always like it. When <laughs> so I maybe... first met Paul Sinner, yeah. uh, he said to me, I used to really fancy you. And I said, what, what changed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what did change? What went wrong? I don't know. He, was in, he didn't have an answer to that. It was quite embarrassing. Shame, yeah, yeah. It was that. Did he f- fancy you until 1987? <laughs> until you lost oh, no, your he's, he was, he's, you know, he's been done now. Yeah, it's it terrible. Uh, and, uh, so, yeah. I'll ask you an emergency question, because uh, things went wrong for me there. Uh, when I went, mm, yeah. And, oh, really? Uh, so, do you get, ever get mistaken for a different per- celebrity? Have you ever been mistaken for someone else who is famous? Only in- Josh. Really, you and Josh. Yeah, Whittigan. I've been I've been mistaken for Josh Whittigan before. It'll be at comedy clubs, uh, so they've, they've seen me do a gig, yeah. and so they've gone. Oh, it's a comedian. Oh, I've seen him before. And they come up to me afterwards, and um, it's always like takes me a while to realise they've mistaken me. So like, I'll think I'm getting. I'll be loving the compliments. <laughs> going, mate, you're brilliant. I've seen you loads now. So I see, oh, you're really great on all your TV stuff. And then they'll go, oh, I really love you on the last leg. Oh, it's not. It's not me. <laughs> It's not me. So yeah, sometimes, but it's only ever Josh. It's like, it's, they see me do stand up, and then uh, on what the week actually, my yeah. uh, my nephew, my two year old nephew, uh, watched it with with his dad, and um, apparently as soon as he saw me, it was like Uncle James. But then for the whole episode, confused me with Josh wow, for the whole thing. We get very confused for the whole thing. So yeah. you know, I, to me, you look a little bit like a uh, young Rod Hull. <laughs> Have you ever, have you ever been mistaken for a young Rod? Yeah. Well, <laughs> see, it's born in 1985. I don't know who that is, mate. Um, no, I've never been. I've never been mistaken for a young Rod Hull. <laughs> Uh, as you don't know. go around with an emu yeah it'd be I'd weird be if people right. thought you're walking around with an emu on a roof yeah. but like no one no one's ever like no no one's ever said to me are you a young Rod Hull because that would there's so much that they would have to be assuming there yeah. I mean, and also I'd have to break it to them very, it'd be awful wouldn't it because like you came back somehow <laughs> no, could nice. have cloned him because a clone is not like a direct copy a clone would be yeah. you cloned Rod Hull you could do it now if you could find some of Rod Hull's yeah. DNA Which, yeah, where would that be Rich? <laughs> maybe go on tra- trapped in some amber yeah, somewhere. yeah. <laughs> 
wrapped a mosquito. (laughs) You could take that out and you would make it, if you made a rod hole clone, it wouldn't be like a 60-year-old man running around on a roof. It would be a baby. (laughs) That's not what he did, is it? He just always went around on roofs, just like from roof to rooftop, like a thief in the night. Who knows? But when he died, it's like, well, it was going to happen sooner or later. We told him. There it was only a matter of time before he fell off one of, one of these roofs. Or another way he could have cloned uh, you, himself was to have sex with your mum in 1984. Yeah, bang my mum, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, you know, you she... Could have been the result. That would definitely not happen. She is a, a saint. And, okay. and also, although she, well, uh, so she, is, saint, she is a bird lover. She does, like, bird watching and stuff like that. So <laughs> he could have seduced her. And, like, yeah, just, like, lure her in with the emu. And then, he like, came in with the emu, she goes... Yeah, yeah, I mean, but not... Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. And I've been looking, and then probably, yeah, like, she just take him off for a while just to like whatever readjust, and, and then just be his cock. <laughs> and he had just quite an like, impressive, by all accounts, did he? Yeah, quite did he have by all accounts an impressive, impressive cock? Uh, you know. who, who did you hear that? Uh, from? There's all sorts. Of, well, I met, I have met Rod Hull, and okay. he, was a, he was a bit of a ladies' man. Let's, <laughs> say. <laughs> let's say if he hadn't fallen yeah. off that roof, he might be in the papers now for a different. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> but, uh, but no, there was a document he did. He was. They were all in the 1970s. He didn't matter what you did. Yep. As long as you were on TV, it didn't matter how ugly you were. I'm not yep. saying Rod Hull's ugly. Sure, mate. Uh, it's, uh, just, just, just keep I'm, it going. I was thinking of some of the other ones. So, some people want to go. Some people want to go jumper shopping with me. So like, <laughs> bear that in mind. Didn't matter if your job was to run around squeezing the testicles of small boys with that your hand covered in a bird costume. Yeah. You would work, women were interested in you would have sex with you and you and then you became so, the king of that domain and assumed all women want to have sex with you. That is my theory. Yeah, the 1970s and 1980s <laughs> uh, sometimes right. incorrectly. You know, if they'd all thought to have like a puppet on the end of their hand, they'd have, more of them would have got away. A lot with of it. them you did. It's quite a lot of uh, puppets were a lot more yeah, common back then. So I think a lot of them probably did do that. And well, I was it Gordon the Gopher at the for duck. For me, the ventriloquists and the puppeteers, because right now yeah. isn't even a ventriloquist. That's the no, well, he just oh, pecked he could people. Just do that. That was that was his. He didn't even talk, did it? Didn't talk. It's just nasty. It's just a way of. The thing he learnt was to do. I mean, that's the skill. Was. Yeah. That's essentially yeah. what his job was. 
It's very funny. I love drama. It would have been out of order for him just having an act where occasionally he punched people. Yeah. Just been standing there like that with his arm. <laughs> occasionally just it doing was, that. It was Parkinson and he just came and... Oh, yeah, yeah. On him. Yeah, it would have been, been awful. Well, he got so. Parky, didn't he? So, uh, yeah. But like, Ted Rogers, again, before your time... Yeah, I don't, his, I don't that was his job. That was what he could do. That was it. Was very easy to get on the TV in the 1980s, 1970s. Very clever. Very clever. Anything hand-based, people were very. Yeah. Just people could in the night. Just what couldn't, was that one you did? Couldn't believe it. Is that the emu again? That's Ted, Rod- Ted, Rod- that's Ted Rogers. Oh, hold on, Ted Rogers. Yeah. What's the What's the puppet? That's, that's emu. What's the puppet Ted Rogers has? He didn't have it. That was there. We didn't even have a puppet. Oh, 3, 2, 1? Did in 3, 2, 1? I did. I mean, if he put a puppet on that, he might have got yeah. 15 years out of 3, 2, yeah. 1. But it was like there was a little... <laughs> just doing that. ...gerbil jumping around. He could only have the dexterity. And screwing a light bulb or just something. Three, you could have three different um, holes inside the puppet. Yep. And then do... You know, and then just be... Each three could be... Yeah. It could have been like an expressive, amazing puppet two, he could have done. Two arms and a yeah. face. <laughs> Did you ever meet when you were a kid? Because I was thinking the other. I was talking, maybe I talked about it in this in one of the other podcasts. But I met Don Estelle when I was a uh, kid. Okay. He was from uh, Ain't Our Fat Mum before okay. your time, and I was rude to him. And I met Ted Rogers and was rude to him. Yeah. Did you ever meet anyone in the any celebrities? Nineteen ninety-six. Yeah. It could be me, couldn't it? That's it could that. Be you, yeah. That's I'm the a... terrifying thing. To you, yeah. I am Rod Hull. Yeah. <laughs> And to the, yeah, you're the, the one police that, force of 2035. I am. Me and my mates are just like, why doesn't anyone know? It's clear <laughs> what he's up to. <laughs> Did you ever. Because when you get to be sort of a teenager, you mm. start getting a bit kind of, oh, I've someone off the TV. Uh, and then you meet them in real life and then you're rude to it. Did you ever do that? Because I did it as two different celebrities. <laughs> I was never rude to any of them. No. I, I was quite. Um, I waited outside a Curry House in Kettering for an hour to get Barney from Napalm Death's autograph. Okay. Um, okay. There, there you go. So, a little bit of a cheer. Um, very nice man. Very yeah. polite man. Very polite. Um, <laughs> and I met Jet from Gladiators. And uh, wow. she was very, yeah, she was very cool. But no one would be rude to Jet from Gladiators. He, no, you know. could, well, you might be. Just no, she does the. She's like a head psychologist on Big Brother. Did you know that? Oh, she. Yeah, she's Big still Brother. called Jet. She's still called Jet. <laughs> it just scissors everyone. But like, um, <laughs> trying to learn about the housemates. <laughs> it's really inappropriate, Diane. I didn't know, I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, I met, so I met Jet as where well. Did you meet, where did you meet Jet from Gladiators? North Walsham County Fair. Okay. <laughs> yeah, is it her and uh, and Hunter, but I left that out because no yeah. Cobra, it was Cobra. Cobra, who used to lift weights on his dick. Did you know that? What during the f- the fair? Not during the fair. <laughs> but uh, that was what, what he did no, before. Before he was that. a gladiator. Yeah, a lot of them have their stories of what they were doing okay. beforehand. Some of them were like Olympians and stuff like that. Yeah. Like and like proper. And he just used to. He wasn't an Olympian. No, wasn't the Olympics. <laughs> he, he just used to be part of a freak show where he lifted weights with his dick. Oh, was he? Was and like... um, he got he got in gladiators <laughs> off the back of it. Don't know, don't know where this where the gladiator scouts were going to get there. You know, she's an Olympian. I was going to stop pulling this freak show. See if they got any. He's impressive. I can think of a good name for him, Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Could could be. If you had to choose between um, going on a date and having full sex at the end of the date okay. with a man who was a six foot penis, yep. but dressed up as a man, 
and he had like uh, he had eyes in his head. Yeah, he is still a penis. If you looked at the top of his head, he might be wearing a wig, but at the top of his head is a blowhole. Yeah, it's not, uh, it's not the be... technical term, is it? <laughs> a blowhole. <laughs> Depends it what you're doing the, with it. It is in this circumstance. He might be wearing a suit where he looked like he had shoulders, but if you took off the suit, it would just be like a rod, rod hull false arm. A, a false a arm? Yeah, it'd be a false be shoulders a, just and false a, arm. A cock. So he's just basically is he a circumcised? <laughs> it's a good question. Uh, no, he's not, because he's from the UK. Not circumcised. circumcised. So he's got, so he's got like, a big foreskin there. Yeah. Or you, could, you know, pull that down. Like. Just as goes a, up as and a down. Roll neck jumper. Okay. Where are his eyes? Are his <laughs> he's eyes not in... a human face. Obviously, he's got a human face. In, where's in, the human in face? Because his... if the if the human face is on the foreskin, yeah. then if it peels it's... back, his face is gone. It's <laughs> underneath the foreskin. It's underneath the foreskin. But then he's got to have it peeled down all the time. Otherwise, when it goes up, he's, he can't see. He keeps it peeled down. Well, he can't always keep it peeled down. <laughs> he can't. He can't always. If he's riding up, he pulls it down. <laughs> always, constantly readjusting his foreskin. Always. Yeah. That's what I'm Just constantly pulling his foreskin back in front of you when you're talking to him so he can see. Oh. Once, he, once you're, if he's erect, it's fairly out of the way, isn't it? I mean, well, yeah, so he's got to always be aroused. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> if he's sleepy... He's, well, he wouldn't be sleeping on the date if you kept him entertained. If he, if he starts drinking yeah. on the date, you know you're having a bad time. Yeah. So I guess when he is sleepy, it's okay, isn't it? Because you can just <laughs> have a little sleep, like a, just pull it up and have a, a little sleep inside the foreskin and then put, put it back down again when do. he wakes up. That's yeah. the first choice. Or okay. just a regular man. Normal man. Uh, but instead of... He looks completely normal, mm. but when he takes down his trousers, it turns out instead of a penis, he has another tiny man. A tiny little uh, man. In place of his penis, but not it's his... attached penis. to his... His balls are still there, but his penis has not been replaced. Yeah. Just the way he's grown. That yeah. Another human... Another tiny human little, being. Little boy. Five to nine. No, it's a grown man. Right. <laughs> no, we're not getting anything seedy here. I'm just trying it's, to... Uh, He's probably five to eight inches high on average. Okay. But he's a it's little man. Good. He's not like a clone. He's not like you and Rattal. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's like a different man. Maybe they got fused together he, in the womb somehow. Is it going know. out from... Is his feet the <laughs> bit that's yeah, attached? His or his head? Yeah, it's not gonna, I'm not going to have it so it's a man. His what, head's... What, what, what? Because that'd be stupid. Yeah. Kind of monster. Why would that be silly? Guy, yeah. Just his legs in. No one's going to want that, are they? Like a man... Well, no one's going to want it anyway. No one's going to want anything to do with that. But I have the choice you might want it between the two. It's like two different men. You've got the man you can talk to and then his little friend. We've, we've always found a sub-question in it. Would you rather have it attached by the head or attached oh, by the face? We'll but, ask that next week. But if it's attached by the head, yeah. then if he gets strong enough, yeah. he could walk around with him just on his head sometimes. <laughs> So he could get a chance, he could get, it's his turn to walk around, and he could be walking around with a guy on his head, he goes, he's attached to me, actually. <laughs> Just have it like that. Okay. Don't know why it always has to be like, like, like he'd be delighted to be detached, <laughs> attached by the feet, and have his head just sticking out there all day, not, being, not ever being in charge. You're helpless, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. It's a good point. So which of the two would you prefer, the giant penis foreskin? Sure. Yeah, or, man, the, or the, the top man with the tiny man. Either way up. Where you, the way up gonna, I preference. think I would definitely prefer the tiny man for a dick because you've got... If you're going on a date with them and stuff, yeah. you have 
more people you can maybe hit it off with. Yeah. If you get if you don't get on with the big guy, yeah. you might get on with a little guy and think, oh, he's pretty cool. Yeah. And then you it's can true. continue to see him on dates. Whereas with the with the man with the who's a penis and pulls his foreskin down a lot, it's down to him having an amazing personality. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be a, it's a horrible evening. So I would yeah I would rather go for the two. Oh, also, yeah. the man who's the little man penis, yeah. is he is he facing down or is he facing up? Can they make eye contact or not? You can do, you can do that. Just look over his shoulder <laughs> all the time. But are they like, when he... Also, when he gets erect, what happens? Does he actually get erect? Does the little man fill with blood? Does the little man get all full with blood and hard? Or does he just have to... I think it would be very hard to get erect if you had a tiny man. I think you'd be embarrassed. Does a tiny man have a tiny cock? Or does he have an even tinier man? Subsidiary question is going to be, what if the tiny man has, instead of a penis, also has a tiny man, and so on to infinity? And also then you look, step back a bit from the normal man and realise he is, in turn, the penis of an an even bigger, gigantic man. Who I just live on and I didn't (laughs) realise. It's like an island. It's like Gulliver's Travels or something. You haven't haven't realised you're walking on the other guy who is, in turn, and so on to infinity, the cock of another even bigger man. I would realise, though. It goes all the way round until the really biggest one is is the cock of the tiniest man. In the world, yeah. Well, the, no, the, in the pro. Oh, in him. The it's just a circle. So it just, just eats itself. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that sounds horrible. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's uh, nothing in that that I'd like. It'd be scary though, wouldn't it? That's why I'm be very I'm scary. You've chosen that one, and then it's only later you realise. Yeah, but there's always going to be a, a clause. I mean, I, I would think going on a date with either of those people, there's a catch. <laughs> I think this is too good to be true. <laughs> It can't just be that he's got a little man cock. <laughs> There's got to be something else going on here. And I'd find out later on, is this the infinite man cock? So, oh, yeah, of course it is. Of course. But how do you even satisfy him? Well, who cares? <laughs> well, I do. I'm quite a considerate lover. As long as you're turned on by it yourself, that is all that matters to be. There's no question about no. that. Okay. Um, where do you get your crazy ideas from? <laughs> That's not the real question. That's not. <laughs> have you, I've never been asked that question before, have you? No, I've never been asked that, no. Well, it doesn't usually follow the man-cock question. <laughs> usually. I'm looking at you thinking, how do you think up the stuff you think up? Yeah. Well, you like crazy man-cock. <laughs> um, okay, we won't ask you that, really. Uh, the, um, uh, now, that's all I've got for you. That's it. Done the done the dirty Britcom confessions. Uh, I was really because I don't. I was. I've what you got to go and uh, if you haven't seen James live, go and see him live. Are you are you one of the hundred and ten comedians touring at the moment? Yeah, yeah, I am. I am indeed. Off the back of your mock the week success, what chance have I got against youngsters like you? Yeah, unlucky sucker. Yeah. Um, uh, go and see him live. Where are you? When are you on tour right now? Or you, I am right yeah. right now on cool. tour until so, when? Um, until uh, early December. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Um, jamesacaster.com ah. for tickets Look out. well I noticed on your website that your news refers to a gig you cancelled in Oldham in 2013 yeah that, so that is, is that's the last the piece of news time in your life. I've ever been on there yeah. to do news it's like oh, I've got to cancel a gig <laughs> um, but like it was a tour show that like had sold about 
five. That's what I guess. I read between the lines. I didn't want to ask yeah. you about it because it says due to unforeseen circumstances. I thought there was could some, be that you know he's killed, there was something else as well. There was something else, but I can't remember what it was. But like okay. it was one of those things where I could have moved the other thing around. Yeah, but I was like, how many people in Oldham? Five. Can we cancel it, please? Yeah, this is unforeseen. Don't go to Oldham. That's uh, that's what I've learned. I only ever gigged in Oldham when I was in the band, and they um, followed us out to the car park and booed us out of the car park. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's weirdly quite nice and polite, though, compared to what they could do. I mean, I've done gigs where they followed you out to the car park because they want to kill you. Yeah, yeah. But to go just follow you and go, they just. Carried on, fuck off. It's like it's it's saying fuck off and stuff like that. But like, yeah, it was just in the car with them all, kind of like surrounding us and uh, like the Beatles, but like uh, (laughs) people don't people don't like you at all. So yeah, for our whole gig that night, we were just getting abuse shouted at us. They hated us. What was your band? What kind of music was the band you were? That band was an experimental kind of jazz pop band. Okay. Funnily enough, Oldham. Oldham wasn't ready. Did not like it. Yeah. So like, but it, it, it was silly as well. But like, um, we used to go on stage with like these homemade outfits that had like yellow Velcro ties onto, you know, just that came off of the t-shirt and went on them, and we and just, like loads of different shakers and a didgeridoo and stuff like that. And there was two of us playing loads of different instruments. We thought it was fun, um, but uh, people who didn't like it got very cross that uh, yeah. we were just like ruining their Friday night when they wanted to like you know dance or something and where they're doing stupid time changes and pauses and stuff like that and being smart asses they didn't like it at all and what were other bands were you in it sounds like you were in lots of bands yeah before that I was in a a folk funk band called the Capri Sun Quartet Um, very good band Uh, before that I was in a post hardcore band called Free Line Whip and uh, before that I was in the new hardcore Skiffle Movement which is a punk band before that, I was in Pin Drop, which is a new metal band. <laughs> They're all my bands. It's pretty impressive. Were you doing comedy at the same time as this, or were you concentrating on new music? I, start, I was. I, I wanted. That's all I wanted to do was be in a band, and I, I started stand up. I did a stand a stand up gig, a few gigs while I was doing uh, music still because I was very bored had a lot of time on my hands so I thought I'll do some adrenaline things that like I can always I can always say I've done them so I did a skydive and stuff like that I did some stand up uh, just like so I could always tell people I did stand up once and because I didn't care it was easy yeah. That's the that's the tip to anyone. If you okay. don't give a shit, it's really easy. I go on and just like not care and everyone else on the bill will be open mic is really trying hard. I'll go on and make it up and I'll be walking off going, ha, 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 so easy. It's one of those idiots. And then as soon as I decided to try, I had the worst death. It was so bad and Holly Walsh was there and Holly Walsh is my friend now. Yeah. But she still reminds me of that gig to this day, saying that it's the worst death she's ever seen. Wow. And that when she saw me, she's like, there's no way he's ever going to make <laughs> any money out of this. He's so shit. Like, as soon as I tried, it was, like, so hard. What were you doing? Do you remember what... Was I do remember what I was doing. Yeah. That, that gig she saw me, I was talking about my second car crash. Oh, were you? Yeah, I, I, I thought, I thought I'll go on and talk about that. That'll yeah. be funny. And it wasn't funny. And people just thought it was a horrible story. <laughs> and uh, then I walked off going, off. Oh, a First time I actually tried to plan something and it went, went really it worked, bad. It worked all right here tonight when you talked about it. Well, what was weird about it is that I told my friends about the car crash yeah. 
and then all laughed. And I, and, and I wasn't trying to be funny with it. So I thought, well, I'm not even trying to be funny with the story. It's apparently it's great. So I'll just go and do, do See, it. See, what you forgot was the comedy rule of three. It only became funny after the third, the third car one. crash. Hilarious. <laughs> you had to go out and have that car Josie crash. Josie called dips. And that was the moment it all turned. No. Do you believe in conspiracy theories? Have you got any? Because I was, you had no. reminded when you talked about the Beatles. I was talking about last yeah. week about... Um, Paul McCartney's not the real Paul McCartney. Right, people, I love that one. A lot yeah, of people yeah. still believe that. Yeah, which I, I find like that. hard to believe. Is that, are there any that you believe are true, or that any you believe are? Um, uh, have you seen the Meat Free Mondays video? No. Paul McCartney. You should watch that. <laughs> I watched it today. It's, right. it's amazing. It's him telling people to get involved with Meat Free Mondays. Right. But uh, he starts singing a song during it and putting on a very dodgy accent. <laughs> really? Yeah, like a Jamaican accent. Okay. And the video ends with him going, you can do it right now, please. And it's really <laughs> weird. It's Paul McCartney doing that. So Have you seen, make you sure seen you watch Paul it. McCartney when he was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Because <laughs> <laughs> when I, I was really tired last week, we yeah. I couldn't sleep. And I just yeah. I ended up sort of going through loads of, I think it came from some Paul McCartney song on right. YouTube. I ended up going through all these Paul McCartney videos, which a lot yeah. were about conspiracy theories but I'd forgotten one was him on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire with Heather Mills where Heather Mills <laughs> and it's so weird watching Paul McCartney A being on something as stupid as that yeah. uh, and B all the way through you're going just give them the, just give them the money <laughs> don't, don't do the, the money, questions yeah. oh you've won £32,000 yeah. oh like less than I've earned in the last 40 yeah. minutes just sitting in my arms yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. who gives a shit who gives a shit well, wasn't even like... using his lifelines didn't care just displays <laughs> in front of us taking a guess I don't give a shit it's very, very bizarre. How much are you giving him? A million? <laughs> Stingy bastard, Tarrant. Um, very, very odd to see him. I mean, there was a lot of things that were wrong with the Heather Mills, Paul McCartney marriage, but yes. her persuading him to go on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. <laughs> yeah. Because he did so little TV in the 1970s, 1980s. Yeah. He was renowned for never doing interviews. Yeah. And then suddenly for him to be doing something like that. Uh, oh, well. Watch um, me three Mondays. Um, I, I don't believe in any conspiracy theories, really. No. I, um, I spent... Uh, a weekend with some conspiracy theorists recently for, for a thing and um, that was, was pretty full on that's pretty full. They, they, they were always filming me on their mobile phones because right. they believe in like just documenting everything in case because you know, people don't act up when you're doing that yeah. and they, 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 all, they were protesting fracking as well yeah. they were in a camp by the side of the road next to a fracking site and there was a point where loads of police came down and they were like uh, all the, all the anti-frackers came out with their phones were filming the police and right in their faces going what are you doing here officer and were filming their taser and all this and going this is what they want this is what they're doing and then I asked one of the anti-frackers why are they here then the police and uh, he said oh um, some youths went past with cameras filming us so um, one of us phoned the police <laughs> like, yeah, but, so why are you asking them why they're here it's like why, why, why are they doing it you phoned them why they got a taser you said there was threatening behaviour they've come down to protect you and you, pr- you pranked them there's no way they're going to help you out now so uh, yeah I kind of and you come up, up against that kind of thing you kind of go oh, maybe not going to be a conspiracy theorist but, but I totally got it like I was hanging out with them and going oh yeah they're loving this like they weren't all conspiracy theorists but those that were really enjoyed like there was one, one guy was telling one of the young lads like go to the end of that field take some walkie talkie and like tell me if you see anything weird and I was like that's great fun they really enjoyed it they could tell they were like you know yeah I'll go there and I'll, I'll radio you and like you yeah, know if me and you went to a field tomorrow and I said Rich I genuinely believe like you know we're gonna there's police are watching us all the time you go over yeah. there and you do that and we had that adrenaline going through us all day long we'd be loving it 
the oh, moment we realise we're just two grown men in a field yeah. running around with some walkie-talkies going, all clear here, James. Or that, you know, <laughs> that it would be very soon. Do you want to do that? Could, I'll do that with yeah. you, yeah. We could make, yeah, we could make like a web series of just me and you going around fields and uh, playing with walkie-talkies. <laughs> Rich, run over there, change the coast is clear. Yeah. And then you just play it, we go, it's fine. And it's always fine. It's always fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's always fine. It's How uh, sensitive are your nipples? Uh, not very, no, no, disappointingly. Yeah, it's disappointing. Yeah, it? yeah. I, 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 uh... That doesn't seem fair. Why is that worked out like that? That men, I mean, some men yeah. do, though. Some men have really yeah. sensitive, womanish nipples that yeah. become aroused and are big. And I mean, I'm guessing, I haven't, yep, sure. I haven't really looked at many sure. men's nipples in a state of arousal. Yeah. Uh, but um, it's a, why, do, why don't we get that? Because mine are now chafed. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, you chafed to run. Well, because I was running and my I didn't lose yeah. them. Well, you should. So they're chafed. Them. Well, yeah, but I, I sort of like it because at least. Oh, you enjoy it. Well, they're alive at least now. They're, yeah, you know, they yeah. feel now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's very disappointing, like... isn't it? I, I had a, a girl uh, a girlfriend trying yeah. to tease my nipples yeah. once and it was the most I felt like such a letdown yeah I was like oh, there's, no, there's nothing there just well, cause to, to show them, if you do that to them it's really nice but if they do it to you it's just like stop, get off yeah and then there's that moment of embarrassment and they go oh well I was trying to be nice I go well it's not nice it's just weird yeah. leave my nipples alone and then you're having that kind of debate naked yeah. is it it's, so it's the worst isn't it when you're sitting there naked having a really yeah. serious chat about <laughs> your nipples it's not fair, that's what I'm saying. Well, I'm going to find out. That's what I'm going to find out. How are your nipples, Teo? Are they sensitive? Erect. Are they erect? <laughs> do, you, do you play ever play with his nipples? What? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not filming you while I ask you. I understand this is a sensitive question. You've got a bit of history with these two, so I've just got here and I don't really... Um, <laughs> just from we no. met earlier... Oh, yeah. Would you ever do... I mean, that's not that perverted. Just, you know, just have a little tweak with them. See, yeah, you give it a go. And you, and you, yeah, you like it. It's not fair. I don't like it. He says he likes it. And you didn't even know that until now. This isn't the kind of environment you want to learn that in, is it? <laughs> you don't want to learn about his nipples in front of loads of people. <laughs> They're just as up to speed as you are. So I'll ask you a couple of... People got annoyed with me last week for not asking the old emergency questions, but I don't think we need them. We've got that penis... Man, that's going to last forever. That will never get old. <laughs> yeah, I don't that think that's going away anytime. There's, yeah. yeah, there's so many scenarios to go. I think you've mm. probably done them all. Uh, <laughs> you've done three more than I could ever have imagined would have come out. Have you uh, ever tried to suck your own cock? Um, I think, yeah, as a teenager. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did. Well, like, like once. And... Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it really horrible. Hurt, hurt my back. <laughs> I gave up very quickly. I remember yeah. it wasn't like a thing where I was like, "I'm in this for the long haul. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna do this uh, by hook or by crook." <laughs> but like, I, I didn't. I, I think I kind of went down once. And that's nah, not happening. No, okay. And then uh, and then stopped. Never tried again. Good. Got, if you, I mean, that, just, that question's quite embarrassing anyway, but it's worse when people just <laughs> listen to you like it's a serious thing. Like when, when they all just sit there going, David. "Okay, well, that's uh that's something about you, is it, mate? That's, uh, interesting. <laughs> what I like about that question uh, now yeah. is that it started off as an ad-lib thing that I asked everyone, and that was funny for a while. Yeah. And then it's become just a thing I really don't like to do. And sometimes... Don't like asking it. Yeah. I don't enjoy it, and the audience don't in- particularly enjoy it, because they yeah. know what's... They've had oh, so you knew, you knew what was going to happen? Yeah. Okay, good. But I quite like the discomfort that it creates now. And <laughs> yeah. like when I was talking to Danny Baker, he was amazing, it was really funny, and, he's having yeah, yeah. Really, and I asked him, he went... Oh, now you've ruined. Now, why did you have to make it blue and all? And the, yeah. I was gonna. Uh, my daughter was gonna listen to this, and now she can't listen to it. And it really yeah. ruined the podcast for me. Yeah. 
which makes the podcast way better. I mean, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so the fact that people are sitting there listening to this going, oh, he's going to have to, at some point he's going to, especially when it, yeah. it's not, no matter for you, because, you know, who cares sure. about you? Yeah. But when it, if, it, if it's like someone I, if you say Michael Palin was on, or someone like yeah. someone I massively respect. Yeah. Um, then, uh, <laughs> yeah. Come get a fucking grip of who you are, James Acaster. Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> If it's you or Michael Palin, yeah. if I have if, if I have to build up and ask lovely Michael Palin, he's never going to do the podcast, but that's my yeah. in my dream scenario of yeah. it. And then I have to, I'm having a lovely time, and we're getting on, and yeah. oh, Michael Palin's actually going to be my friend. Yeah, and we're going to go. Well, I'm going to do that thing James said he would do, and that we didn't do, where we go with walkie talkies in a field. <laughs> uh, we're going to do and that. And then I have to say, Michael, yeah. have you ever tried to suck your own cock? And they'll go, oh. but that yeah. is great art. Yep. So that is. So the like, fact, tr- Tracy because Emin. it's my own discomfort. That's the yeah. excitement that people know. Oh, he's yeah. he's trapped in a a maze of his own making. He has made when he first came up with that machine. Thought, oh, this is brilliant. Yeah. I've got this thing that'll be funny forever. Not seeing into the <laughs> <Funny> future, knowing knowing <laughs> that one day it'll be a millstone around his yeah. neck. And yeah. that and the people listening at home are thinking all these subconsciously. They haven't until I pointed this out. Yeah, they haven't. You know, because unlike Stuart Lee, I don't explain why my stuff's very clever usually. Sure. I just, I let people work it out for yeah. themselves. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's created a bad atmosphere. That, uh, no, it's, 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 it's too true. Everyone's crack. sitting there going, oh, that's what he does, isn't it? It is. Right, well, you've got to go and dig it because I'll ask you uh, well, yeah. one more uh, question. Have you ever seen a ghost? <laughs> no, um, no, I've no, never seen. Really a ghost. good if you had because this is the last. Be great, question. wouldn't it? If I had and seen then one, it would. Um, I thought our house was being burgled once, and I yeah. went downstairs in the night, and I saw a light moving across the bookcase that, I, that was like very clear that it was a torch moving across the bookcase. So I got very scared that there was a burglar in the house yeah. and woke my parents up and no one was in the house. Um, but I didn't for a second think that was a ghost. But okay. I definitely saw. Very but, clearly, a torch moving across the books, but it's because well, I was, was tired. Was there a torch being shone there? No, I don't then think that so. was a ghost. That was a ghost of a torch. There's a torch ghost. Yeah, they, well, the torch there's ghost. No reason why they wouldn't have that. A little light, just yeah. like the ghost of a torch that once His was. Batteries had died. Yeah, and then it came yeah, back. And just, went, oh, I remember when I did this. <laughs> I used to light up the books. Yeah, in the Acaster house. All right, we'll try one more question because that didn't really work as a final question. So I'll just try. It's a very. Uh, that, 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 this, that question is quite. Hopefully, we'll do better with this one. Quite a chance. Though. Have you ever seen a Bigfoot? <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, Bigfoot? you have, because then that will really be a good. Yeah. I hope you have, because it'll be a really good end to the show. I've never seen a Bigfoot either, no. Oh, I've uh, never seen a Bigfoot. For sake, so, that was going to be. So sorry, what is, this is a new one. What is the worst place you have been sick? Ah. Uh. <laughs> because <laughs> um, oh for me God, I'll give you some thinking yeah. time the worst place yeah. I've been sick is onto my own diarrhoea <laughs> for your legs in the toilet no I was once when this is the last time I was really ill and I was nearly ill in Wales and it reminded me of this experience was where this question came from uh, I, was, I woke up it was my birthday yeah. 6 o'clock in the morning on my birthday we'd been out <laughs> had a big weekend I was in Ipswich, which made it worse. Yep. Uh, and uh, I thought, I've got to go to the toilet. I went to the toilet, and yep. it was awful diarrhoea. And then right. as the diarrhoea, as the smell of my own diarrhoea hit my nostrils, <laughs> yep. that made me feel a bit nauseous. I thought, well, it's, that's probably... And then I realised yep. I was going to be sick. And yep. there wasn't time, so I just... There wasn't time to flush. So yep. I had to turn around and then Still. be sick into the toilet on top of my own diarrhoea. <laughs> <laughs> 
you hadn't wiped your butt yet. Um, I don't think I had, but it, well, that, so. the bum was behind me, so that was. I didn't but still, yeah. Worry about it. And to be honest, by the end of that morning, where I would, it, it yeah. was a wonderful release every time I was sick. Yep. And I'd go to bed for an hour, and then on the hour, it was like a clock <laughs> chiming. <laughs> yeah. uh, I would then have the same thing and have this awful sickness yeah. for six hours in a row yeah. until I was bringing up something that didn't look like anything that was inside, yeah. ever been inside a human being yeah. uh, and uh, like I felt like I'd vomited up my own soul yeah. uh, but it was kind of wonderful as well <laughs> have you ever been anything like that? No, um, no okay. I was sick on the tube uh, on New Year's Eve uh, five times yeah. on the way home so that was I just got very very drunk. I was, a, I was a, a drinking spicy Dr. Peppers all night, which is just um, spice rum and Dr. Pepper. Oh, God. Uh, and just drinking them all night. And then, like, at mid- and, then, and then I went to a different party for midnight and said, and then went, what are you drinking? I said, spicy Dr. Peppers. And I told them what it was. And they went, well, I haven't got any Dr. Pepper. We'll make you something similar. And then gave me, like, a, you know, a pink drink. I didn't have a clue what it was. Right. Drank that and then instantly felt like I needed to go home. And uh, <laughs> it was our fir- me, I was living with my girlfriend at the time, and um, it was our first Christmas together and New Year's together. And uh, yeah, she had to go home with me while I was sick. Uh, only in the tunnels, not on the actual carriages. But I'd get off. Oh, I see. I'd, I'd have to get off a lot, be sick, and then it was uh, it was awful. It was really really bad. This um, is actually making me feel slightly nauseous. This I, I don't know if I'll ask this question. Uh, Charlie Brooke has actually got emetophobia. It's actually the idea of being sick. Oh, really? I'm afraid. Can't ah. stand it, so. Yeah, some people, a few people... Who's, my friend's girlfriend is terrified of people being sick. Right. So yeah, she can't... Like, if he's going to be sick, like, she has to pretty much get out of the house. Yeah. And so he can puke, and then she comes back in. Well, on that, I think, you know... <laughs> It's not, well, you know, you have to go and do another gig. So we're going yeah, yeah. to have to end it on that. Uh, do check out James uh, on uh, YouTube and uh, his tour because it's absolutely fantastic stuff. His stuff about bringing an apple to an orchard is um, amazing. So check that Thank you, routine out. Please give a massive round of applause to James A. Kessler. Thank you very much Thank for coming. You have been listening to Richard Herring's Let's Go Theatre Podcast with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, James A. Caster. The music you're listening to is by Pest. Thanks to Orange Mark at the British Comedy Guide and to Ian Tunes at iTunes. Uh, to all the staff at the Leicester Square Theatre, especially Ian Leicester Square, thank you for letting us be in your theatre. To Chris Evans, not that one, not the one from the Avengers, not the Australian politician. It was produced by Ben Walker. It's a fuzz, gofasterstrike.com. And Sky Potato Production. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Please help us make more internet content. All of the money you donate to badges will go forward to making stuff uh, on the internet, including hopefully a monthly video version of As It Occurs to Me if we can accrue enough money. So if you enjoy these podcasts and think they're worth a pound a month or two pounds a month, five pounds a month, or just a one off donation of a pound, or whatever you like, uh, go to gofasterstripe.com slash badges. If you don't want to pay or you can't play, please just pass these on to your friends if you think they might enjoy them. Uh, that is the best thing to do. And come and see me uh, in Lord of the Dance Seti. Or come down to the Leicester Square Theatre and see a pr- uh, recording live. It's very exciting. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com slash ballback slash tour or RichardHerring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.